0: May How are things down there in Boca,
1: man? Uh, things are great. We actually, this is our first week having a full roster in town, and excited to get these guys here and get to work. We have our first practice workout today on uh, Tuesday, June 26th.
0: And Coach, uh, you gotta be happy that you have these th- Extra two hours because up, up from two now to four hours, kind of you can practice with the guys, kind of you see what you got, kind of do drill work, practice development work, so you can kind of get a jump start on the fall here coming up, which is coming right, right around the corner real fast.
1: Yeah, it, it, that was a great rule change, and, and there's not much adjustment for the guys because they still have their eight hours of, of work. Uh, where before it was six in the weight room and two on the court, and, and it really didn't make a lot of sense. So, thankfully, the NCAA made an adjustment and went four hours in the weight room or, or through conditioning and four hours on the court. So, very, very thankful for that that change. And I, I believe the players are too. They're excited to, to, to be able to spend more time in the gym with the coaching staff.
0: And, uh, Coach, uh, just for you personally, man, what was the Buffalo Atlantic administration there to get you to leave Gainesville and come on down the way to Boca
1: Raton and lead this program going forward? So many things, Jr. Um, you know, I, I, I really, really enjoyed my time at Florida. It was a hard, hard place to leave. My kids are in high school. So for so many reasons, I wanted to stay and, and, and wasn't really pursuing any head coaching opportunities, um, even though they're really, really difficult to get. And when this one came open, it was kind of one where I'd always said, man, that, that's a great job. That's kind of a hidden gem. And, you know, I didn't really know the details of the job, but just from a from a distance with the league, and the, the recruiting talent base, and and just you know being in South Florida, the quality of life here, and then obviously the administration, starting with Dr. Kelly at the top, the president, and then Brian White, and his and and the team he's put together, they're really committed to growing athletics and, and doing everything. Uh, necessary to win and, and perform at a high level. So, just it's a really exciting time to be here where I feel like we're turning the corner as an athletic department. You look at football success and baseball success, and there's so many other sports here that are doing well. And I just kind of thought, why not us? Why can't we do it there? So, really excited for the opportunity. Very, very, very thankful.
0: And speaking of the conference coach, you have a great conference from Western Kentucky to Old Dominion to Marshall. You got Milton and Sea who's been good for years. Got the schools out there in Texas. You guess got you got great coaching and you have great teams and great Brands that you can help recruit your nationals whether and what kid would not want to come down to South Florida, enjoy that that lifestyle, living in Boca, not out that far from Miami. Or you can go to Daytona if you want to, if you want to have a little break. So, in fact, location is great. The education is great also, and this the weather is great down there for a kid. And you get to play in a conference where, if if the, if, the, if the if the numbers are right, quadrant-wise, wise they can get a second team in the in the tournament if our if our breaks are right for you, coach.
1: Absolutely. Last year the really, really close, and Western Kentucky put themselves in position to be right there and then lost a couple down the stretch, but they beat Purdue, Arizona early in the season, which shows how how capable they were, and then obviously Middle Tennessee for the last several years, and there's actually a lot of change and transition in the league now. I think there's five new coaches at, at the coaches' meeting. so there are, there are a lot of new faces but also the the continuity of the league with with coach uh Jones at, at Old Dominion who's who they're always really good and then what, what coach Stansbury's done at Western and and D'Ant- coach D'Antoni's done at Marshall it's it's a really really good league and and I think it's going to be uh it's going to continue to get better and the vision of the league with with the scheduling and and you know there's so many things where they just they're, they're aspiring to to go higher so that's that's something you want to be a part of
0: And now, Coach, speaking of just trying to get the schedule just right, Coach, now – being at it, Conference USA, is it easy for you to schedule games because a Power 5 is more, more apt to play you because the RPI won't take such a hit because you guys are probably in, that, in the right quadrants for those at-large bids? Or you maybe the challenge may be getting guys to come down to your place so you have not do two-for-ones maybe to get guys to even coming to your place. So how does the scheduling balance and, and the puzzle change for you going from Florida down here to the Florida Atlantic?
1: Well, we do have we do have a factors that are working in our favor uh to, to be able to schedule right now. We're we're not we're not at the top of the league, so I don't think anyone would be scared to come here and play us. And also just the location. We're really we're we're twenty twenty plus miles away from West Palm, we're twenty plus miles away from Fort Lauderdale and then forty miles from Miami. So it's easy to get here location wise and then especially in the wintertime, I think a lot of schools would like to come to Florida as opposed to going north uh, to play games. So I I think scheduling as we get better and grow the program might be a little bit tougher, but right now, uh, Miami's agreed to do a two for one with us starting next year. So very thankful for that. And then we're, we're really just playing road games against UCF and Illinois this year. So we haven't been able to attract any marquee home games this year, but we'll have some good opponents on the schedule. We're going to play a four-year contract with Florida Gulf coast, which would be a great for us. Uh, to play uh, an established mid-major program like them and, and and someone that our fans will be able to relate to. So we're excited about the schedule we're putting together for the future.
0: Now, Coach May, uh, what's been the biggest adjustment for you being the head man? and now moving that one seat up changes uh, so many things for you. So what's been the biggest adjustment for you being the man calling, calling the shots and rather than making a suggestion, you're actually making the call and have to live with that, that decision going forward?
1: I just hope I'm as good at making at, at making decisions as the guys that I've worked for um, I've always thrown out a lot of suggestions, like like all assistants do, but just really, uh, you know, hopefully that that and, that I I can go through the the thought process and be deliberate and also be decisive. I think that'd be the hardest thing, but the most the most difficult part is just on a daily daily basis. At, at Florida, for example, we just had to recruit and coach and mentor our guys. So you had so much more time just to spend with the players. They came through the offices. You grab breakfast or lunch. You stop through weights. So you just. and and, and in the meantime you're making calls and texting kids and coaches so it's really just coaching and recruiting where now you slide a seat over and you just have a lot more responsibility you have a lot more daily decisions to make uh compliance budget um you know there's just so many more uh smaller things that you have to do through the course of the day. So you've got to be organized, you've got to be efficient if you want to still be able to get your basketball in. And then obviously being a, a staff that hasn't worked together, we're meeting regularly to get on the same page terminology-wise. And then they, my system, my staff, they've all been in great programs. So I'm picking their brains too about what they've done well and what they've not done so well and just really trying to figure out what's best for us. But it's definitely a, a, a lot different types of responsibilities but it's 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 growing and it's fun and, and i'm definitely enjoying it
0: and coach when it comes to recruiting wise and for, for you for your team going forward are you going to be more of a high school guy juco guy a transfer guy or maybe a fifth year senior type or or do you want to get some international guys if that works for you too or a mixture of all that to kind of get the roster just right that you want for a particular season that you have an idea for
1: we want to get the best player we can get um We'll err at, at recruiting locally first and see if we can get the right fit and seeing if the, some of the local guys will choose us. We had a really good spring where we signed a couple local guys. We signed four high school kids. We signed a couple junior college kids from great JUCO programs. We signed a fifth-year senior, and then we've got a couple international kids and, and two transfers. So we're open to anything. We just want guys that fit us and, uh, you know, just guys that will mesh well with the staff and really believe in, in, in what we're trying to do and, and also – uh, just fit us personality wise we're, we're 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 players that love the game they love to work Basketball's really really important to them they want to have relationships with the coaches and so we're just it doesn't matter where they're from we're gonna we're gonna find guys that, that want to be a part of it and and we're definitely excited for what we have to sell here though with the the beach and the the location our campus is amazing facilities are improving so we have a lot to sell so we feel like we can go just about anywhere and attract the right kid to FAU.
0: And now, Coach, as far as your style of play going forward at this season, Uh, you worked with for some great guys. We've got a lot of great intel on different offenses, different systems you join up play. So how do you see yourself playing this year going forward based on what you've seen so far of your roster?
1: We'll, uh I assume we'll be pretty guard-oriented again. We, we've always been, and it's kind of the, that's how basketball's transition: where ball screens spread the floor, get into drive and kick. I would like to stay out of of, of half court calling a lot of plays if possible. And and obviously you can evolve as the season goes on, but I'd like to play and and give our guys freedom to play and really spend a lot of time on skill development and working our guys individually before practice, after practice. And then when it comes game time, hoping they can just play out of concepts and they're not looking over at the bench all the time and they're just playing the game and it's, it's free flowing and it's fun for them because Ideally, that's how I want it to be. And then defensively, we're going to compete and play really, really hard and not sure exactly what we'll do, whether we'll press. Um, I'd like to play some zone, but, it, you know, our, our personnel and how good we're at it and how much time we spend on it uh, might change. But overall, we're, uh, we're not going to – we haven't seen our guys enough to know exactly how we're going to play. But we've got a pretty good idea. But we're going to play fast. It's, it, there's going to be some freedom uh, given to our guys.
0: And their Coach, uh, speaking of playing fast, you know, Coach, I, I work with Atlanta Hawks and their media team for covering the game, so I see a lot of NBA basketball. Now, Coach, the rules in NBA maybe like the advancing the ball at the end of the game, 12-second shot clock, making the 3 point line a little bit fall out to give you more space on the inside or four quarters or five team fouls in each quarter, you know, to make the game a little more exciting for the fans who – the casual fan, not not the guys like you and I who are deep in, in into the game, but maybe the casual fans to right. kind of watch the game from November, December, and January, not just February and March.
1: Yeah, I, I love the quarters and the, the five fouls per quarter before you're in the bonus and getting rid of the one and one. Some of those some of the rules I love. I definitely think we should move the line back to FIBA distance. Probably not the NBA distance right now, but move it back to the FIBA distance. I would have no problem with a twenty four second shot clock. I like that the advance in the ball to half court. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that. That's really the only uh, real, proposed rule change that, that you just said that I don't think I agree with, but it's probably by a 49% margin. I just, I think either way I'm fine with that one. I wouldn't fight it, but I, I like the quarters a lot. It, it just makes sense. And seems like everybody else in the world is doing it, but us, but you know, the, the way it is now, you know, obviously nothing's wrong with the game. More people are watching than ever. So it's, you know, the Tell me what the rules are, and, and, and I'm more than happy to play by them. But, yeah, you definitely said some some things I think would, would be uh, beneficial for the fans.
0: That's what I got for you, Coach. I asked you about the food down in Boca Raton, man. So, Coach, what's been your top one or two spots you've been hitting up since you've been getting this job and working those long hours in the office, man? So what's really been getting you and your staff through, man, down in Boca to my listeners who down in Florida may want to come check out when they come and check you guys out and see you guys play?
1: Yeah, we, we had, I think, nine official visits, so we've eaten everywhere in town, and we've tried them all. <laughs> I'm blown away at the at the quality of pizza and Italian food in, in Boca Raton, Florida. Obviously, the seafood's good, and there's there's every steakhouse you could imagine, but, man, there's, there's, there's Italian spots, and there's pizza parlors on every corner, because there's so many East Coast people down here, New York-style pizza, but the pizza's amazing. You can find it on, on any corner, but... Um, you know, I, I, I've got to gotta chill out on the food a little bit because we ate so much during the recruiting season.
0: I hear that, Coach. See, Coach, that's, that's always my big thing when I travel. What's the food like? I ain't know what the Douglas is all that come to town. I got to know. So I, I love to eat, man. You know, for a guy that's kind of not big, you know, I like to eat. You know, so I'm like, man, yeah. I shouldn't eat as much as I yeah. do, but I'm not even big or nothing like that. But it's like, I love to eat. So I, 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 said, I said, thank God for good my, good metabolism, first of all. Thank God for that. <laughs> but <laughs> to slow down, well, but right I love to campus. eat so much.
1: <laughs> in our union, we have a Chick-fil-A. We've got Einstein bagels. we got some of my favorite fast food on campus. And then right across the street, there's a Shake Shack. So I'm in trouble either way. Just getting through the day without having Shake Shack, Shake Shack is tough.
0: I hear that, Coach. Hey, man, Coach, i tell you what. It's been great to have you on the show. Coach, I just want to have you again in the future, man. Hope to catch you the engine in the fall, man. And I'll try to see you guys when you play Milton and c Coach. Hope I can see you. When you That's close to Atlanta. That's not too far a drive away from my house here. So I hope we can come out there and see you guys play Milton and see, man.
1: We'd love to see you, junior You're welcome anytime, and I appreciate you having me on. <laughs>
0: Jr. The Boss Man Show, We're joined by the Fresno State Bulldogs' new head coach, Justin Hudson. Here on the Boss Man Show, Coach Hudson, how are you out there in Fresno, man?
2: It's hot right now, but it's beautiful, you know. So enjoying it. We got workouts right now and uh, getting ready to get back out on that road tomorrow for the uh, for the club circuit.
0: Yes, indeed. the Coach, now talk to me about it. What does it mean to get this job at Fresno State, a story program with a great, great tradition? Now you, you take it over there and and you have to
2: handle this great program now going forward. It's exciting. I grew up, you know, in this area, in this Central Valley area. So I grew up being a Bulldog fan. You know, I, I know a lot of the tradition here. You know, I'm very familiar. I got family in the area. So I'm very excited and blessed to be here.
0: Yes, indeed.
2: Now, now Coach, uh,
0: now, what about this position really resonate with you and your family to make you decide to take take, take this job? Because I know when you coaches are trying to find about taking the job, is a lot goes into what the administration, your family, the, the town, the setup of it. So, what about this job in particular got kind of structured structure, nerve with you and your family? And say, hey, this is a good move to make to go lead this team here in Fresno. Well,
2: Jr., you know, head coaching spots ain't easy to ain't easy to get. It's only what Division One. It's only 350 or so of them. So when you get an opportunity, you got to really look at it closely. And it, it being so close to home and the Valley being the Central Valley of California, we right in the middle of California, you know, and that's my home, you know, too too good to pass up.
0: And, uh, Coach, uh, for you now, like I said, you know the area of California out there, you know the Valley right in the middle of California, so recruiting-wise – are you going, you can pick uh, Southern California, Northern, Northern California up there. You can get to Oregon if you want to, uh, Vegas. So you're in a great area to get talent and get players. So how excited are you for is just knowing the location that you're in to get players to come play for you that has a chance to do great things under, under your tutelage?
2: Yeah, Fresno is a great area for people to come to. You know, the weather's warm. We got beautiful arena. You know, the people are great. We got tradition with the fans, with the red wave that, you know, supported back in the day when Tark and Boy Grant were the coach. So, you know, I, I we're going to definitely start recruiting here in this area, branch out to the West Coast, and then do a little bit nationally also and see if we can get good, some good student athletes in here and win some games and graduate. And uh, coach, uh, first
0: year, you know, you kind of, kind of, you kind of build your mindset, your plan for how you going to balance your roster. So are you looking more at, at high school for uh, high school guys. you looking more at grad transfers or transfers who sit one and play two or three, or or the fifth year guys. Are you trying to look at the guys and some international guys as well, or all of the above?
2: Well, it's all of the above. The first year, you're trying to piece your team together. That's basically what happens with 40 percent of the people transferring uh nowadays and whenever there's a coaching change and everybody got a reason to you know usually the young men don't need a reason nowadays to transfer you know but now everybody has a reason to so then you you get the job and you come in late but you know i definitely don't want to be young a lot you know we're going to get some really good high school players we're going to piece in some transfers and maybe some uh, junior college guys so we're going to do a little bit of all of that.
0: I hear that, coach. And coach, that's what I'm talking about coach. A lot of these guys transfer over any little thing, and you now it seems like you have to kind of have to re-recruit your own guys. Because if you have a good player at, at the at your level, the high major guys, you're trying to recruit, you guy on your roster already to come to them. It's like you got to always re-recruit your own guy.
2: Yeah, that's the thing, and the only way I think to combat some of that stuff is you develop a great relationship with them. And uh, how good a relationship can you have when you get a new job? You know, I knew a lot of these young men here already because i recruited some of them we obviously played them at san diego state so i had a lot of respect for for all these guys but until you actually you know break bread and spend a lot of time with them and you know and coach them through the good and the bad you really can't develop a great relationship with them to hopefully keep them here you know so you definitely got to recruit the right young men you got to treat them right and try to win some games and then you know take the good with the bad and, Coach, and I know you
0: mentioned you guys would have workouts here, Coach. Now, how happy are you to have four hours now up from the previous of so two hours to work with the guys? You can do structural practices, like an hour practice here or there, you know. You can do some, some some individual drills. It helps you with player development, I would, I would suspect. So, that's be happy for the new coach to kind of see what you have, if what you got a little bit more, and also develop a little bit in your culture, how you want things done.
2: Yeah, that was a good move. You know, I like the four-hour rule, you know, that – You can get guys in and you can work them out more and you can spend more time with them in the summer because you don't want to be away from them that much in the summer. You want to give them a little time where they can do their own thing and have a summer vacation, but, you know, two hours a week just was not enough when you're responsible for them. You know, they make you responsible for their development academically, socially, and basketball-wise, and it was so good that you could be on the floor with them for four hours because that's what they really want to do.
0: You got there, right, coach. Now, coach, when people watch your team play this season. Coach, what do you want a a, a random, unique listener or your, or unique watcher of your team take away from watching your team play this season coming up?
2: That they play hard and play together, and you know they're, they're gonna have a. We're gonna hopefully we're gonna win a lot of games. We're gonna, but we're definitely gonna play hard and play together. Have a great defensive uh, background. We play great defense at San Jose State. We will do that again here at Fresno State, and. Run and share the ball and shoot and play team basketball in the offensive end. I hear that, Coach. It's a great way, to, that great way to play basketball.
0: It's very very watchable to pl- watch the game play that way. And now, Coach, I want to ask you about this non-conference scheduling. Now, I know a lot of it probably is already done for you, but going forward, when you get a chance to go to schedule yourself, well how are you looking to schedule those non-conference games going forward for, 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 for your team to get ready for conference play?
2: You always want to schedule to the strength of your team. You know, you want to get some good home games to get the fans out and get them excited to be able to come for some home games. But you also ain't going to schedule, you know, 10 SEC teams to come in here just to make the fans happy on that. So you want to schedule, if you've got an older team, you want to schedule a little, a little stronger. If you have a younger team, you want to schedule a little, a little down, but you definitely got to have some, some guys that excite the crowd here in Fresno and also test your team and make sure they're ready for conference play.
0: And, uh, Coach, uh, I don't want to ask coaches about this when I talking them for the first time on the show here. Um, who are some coaches and individuals who really had a profound impact on you in your career so far and helped you get to the point you are
2: t- today? For a whole bunch. I'm starting with my dad. He was a high school coach, you know, for 30 years in, in, in the Central Valley of California. You know, Steve Fisher, you know, obviously was a big influence on me. I worked with him for, for nine years at San Diego State. Uh, Kevin Bromley at Cal Poly San Juan Obispo gave me my start in college. You know, when I was a high school coach and I was trying to break into college, Kevin Bromley gave me my start, and it, it was – I'm indebted to him. He's a great man, and he, he's really helped me a lot. Uh, Pat Douglas, you know, who I played for at Cal State Bakersfield, and we won a couple of national championships with a great X's and old Mine, Phil Matthews, who I played for, who was a, a great junior college coach who really taught me to uh, – the importance of playing hard. So, you know, if, if you're in this game for a long time, you better be taking some stuff from everybody you're around. And I have. I hear that,
0: Coach. I'm right there with you. And he's coming into the radio and entertainment business. I'm right there with you, Coach. I'm there with you now, Coach. And I know you get a new kid, coaching now. It's a whirlwind, Coach. So talk to us. What is your typical day like, Coach, in the office? Are you talking to recruits, staff meetings, administration administration meetings, meeting boosters, meeting fans? What's your, your day like, Coach?
2: Well, you know, you, uh, you're definitely getting out the community more as a head coach than you did as an assistant. You know, you're always doing some donor functions or some uh, meeting some, some boosters or some alumni. So that's a little different. You know what's different is also taking over a program for the first time because you, like you said, you're re-recruiting your, these players now because they don't, they, you didn't recruit them first, so you got to always constantly do that. That's a little different than if you're at, at your own program. And then obviously now you're hiring the staff. You know, you're monitoring academically, and then you're starting getting ready to recruit. So there, you know, it, it's a busy job, but it's fun. Blessed to have it.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, coach, this is a very important question for me, coach. Out in Fresno, what are some of your top places to eat, man? Because we love to get to know, like, what the food delicacies are out when the new coach gets a new job. So, talk to us about what is the food like out there? What are some places that you frequent, you and your staff frequent, when y'all was in the office just want to hang out, talk about the program? Where, where y'all going to get some here, Coach? Uh,
2: there's a lot of good places. But, you, you know, if you're in the Central Valley, especially Fresno, you got to get you some tri-tips. You know, you got to get some steak, which, you know, are great places. The Bulldog. It, Bulldog Grill, which is right across uh, – no, the uh, Doghouse Grill, which is right across the street from our arena. The Doghouse Grill is where you got to stop by when you get into Fresno. There's a lot of great restaurants that I frequent. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, I tell you what, man, I'm happy for
0: you get this job, Coach. Uh, I, I liked what I read about you. I love you here the show with me today. forward to talking to you again and real soon, Coach, I wish you the best of luck, man. I, I look forward to having many conversations with you going forward about how good your program is doing, man.
2: Yeah. thanks for
0: having me. You're welcome, Coach. You have a great day, man. Talk to you real soon, man. This man us time to get healthy. Dr. Burnett, our health and wellness expert, who will be covering tennis with me next week. That's why you don't hear for next week. We'll be I'm open next week, having fun Atlanta Station, covering tennis of your favorite time when you're here in Atlanta, people. You love you love your tents here, and we're gonna have Dr. Burnett with me doing that. She's healthy with us all day long. You know that? That's right, people. So, Dr. Burnett, what's good with you? How you busy your week been? Let have you back here with us on the show. They talk about meditation this week with us. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. I'm trying to stay cool in this Atlanta weather. It's ridiculously hot. But other than that, we're good. How are you doing?
0: Off the plane from Vegas, missing Vegas already. It was one ten out there. I I loved it It every single one. I enjoyed it. Hell in all black. Oh
3: goodness. (laughs) All black. Oh, yeah, you were roasting out there. Just yes, enjoying it the is. weather. Yes,
0: did. So I'm back here getting ready for tennis training for next week. Uh, looking forward to that with you and just uh, enjoying some days off of the Falcons training camp starting next week as well. A lot of things going on Atlanta for sports here. The Falcons, the, the Atlanta United, the Dream, the Hawks, Trades. Lots of going on Atlanta sports this week, and I'm so happy for it. Yes, I am, too. It just brings the city
3: together in in, in a great way, so... I'm excited that you'll be doing a lot of coverage for for our sports teams. Yes, indeed.
0: And they need your meditation tips, too. A lot of these guys need to meditate and get their minds right on on the court and the field and (laughs) and get get some wins, not losses.
3: That's true because, I mean, there's a whole dynamic of a technique called sports psychology where you're talking about it. We, We kind of mentioned that a little bit in another segment. But you know, it talks about being mindful of like what is going on with your practice technique, techniques, so that way you can transition them into um, the performance and and how to improve your performance. But you know, we can dive into that later. But today, I am excited to talk to you about uh, meditation. What is meditation? And we'll do a body scan. So we'll kind of take. People through uh, body scan and and see what that looks like, feels like, and then after that we'll kind of have you know we'll talk about it and go from there. Sounds great Does that to sound me. Okay. Okay. So when you think about meditation, uh, what first? I'm going to ask you this question, right? So when you think about meditation, what first comes to mind? Closing
0: my eyes and being quiet and letting my mind race and go and go away wherever it's going to take me
3: yeah you know what and that is that's most of it right so um when you're definitely closing your eyes and that's that's uh, optional right but most people close their eyes when they meditate so they're letting some block out any distractions and then clear their mind like you talked about Um, but rather than allowing your mind to just kind of free flow and float you really just want to focus on the present and what's going on in the present so a lot of times what happens is when I talk to my patients about meditation techniques, they have this myth that you have to be this pro. You have to be a yogi. Uh, you know, somebody loves yoga and practice yoga. And, um, you know, be really spiritual and have this whole script. And you don't really have to have any of that. You just start with yourself and in an environment that is, is peaceful for you. That would be most helpful. Um, and then you transition into, uh, quieting your mind and trying to pay attention to all types of sensations that you may or may not be experiencing and not having judgment to it. That's the biggest thing is just observing. The main thing with meditation is, um, and also breath work, which we'll talk about that in another segment. I think that'll be a, a good topic to talk about, um, how to effectively breathe, right? Um, but when you're talking about meditation, right, you're looking at just the principle of being an observant of what you're going through in that moment, and instead of uh, you know flowing away from you know the present moment, you're really tapping into what is going on with me right now, and so I usually advise with my with my patients. If they're on the go and they feel a little lost, they don't know exactly how to start a meditation practice, they can Google three-minute, one-minute, five-minute, ten-minute meditation or guided meditation, and it'll pop up usually on YouTube. they got some podcasts that are out, but usually YouTube, it'll pop up, and it'll literally guide you. It'll tell you exactly what to do. Um, Sometimes it'll have the music. Most times it'll have the music on there just as, uh, you know, just as a relaxation technique. But it'll talk you through the whole thing. And like I said, if you only have a minute versus you want to go into deep meditation and you can kind of work on the 10 minutes, that's fine. It's really wherever feels most comfortable for you. So what I'd like to do with you all today, if that's okay, is go through guided meditation. And and I like to look at it as a body scan. A body scan is more so of an assessment of your body. And you're going through different parts of your body, addressing what you may or may not be holding um, that's not serving you, right? So holding on to tension, holding on to emotions, holding on to baggage, that type of thing. And so we want to make sure that we are present in that moment without the judgment. So uh, let's go ahead and, and, and do that exercise. And then we can kind of talk about, um, you know, how you felt about it and if you have um, any other types of feedback. So what I'm going to read for today is just a three minute body scan meditation um, technique that will cultivate mindfulness. Right. So, if you can find a, you know, this is usually ideal when you're not like in the hustle bustle on the go. And <laughs> so I don't want people to close their eyes. Yeah, don't do driving, that, people. Right? But if they're somewhere, <laughs> if they <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, okay, so please don't close your eyes <laughs> if you're driving. Um, more or less, maybe pull over to the side, and that's fine too. But, um, so you're going to find a quiet space. Like when you're ready, just pause the podcast. And then when you're, you know, in a safe space, then go ahead and, and, and proceed with the body scan. Right. So you're going to find a quiet space that works best for you. Um, you can either be in a seated position, lying position. It really just depends on what makes you feel more comfortable. And then from there, you just start looking at your breath work. Right. So, elbow just a little bit into that with your breath work you're going to close your eyes and just breathe breathe without any judgment uh, to your breath and then you focus on inhaling through your nose and then exhaling everything out we're going to do that about three times so you inhale through your nose take a pause at the top of that breath and then you're going to exhale through your mouth and then take a pause at that. Let's do that one more time. So you're going to inhale through your nose. Inhale all the air as much as possible. Pause hold that breath intentionally and then blow everything out through your mouth and pause there. So We're going to go into breathing with intention, okay? So breathing through intention is just going through the sequence of placing the hands kind of at the base of your ribs and seeing if your ribs are moving. You want to make sure that when you inhale, your ribs expand away from the center line of your body and exhale, blow everything out, and then the fingertips come back and they connect to the midline. So we'll do that one more time. You're going to inhale through your nose, feel your ribs, expand away from the center of your body, and then exhale, bringing your fingertips back together. So you're going to begin to bring your attention into your body. And notice in your seated position, if you're seated, feeling the weight of your body, on a chair or if you're sitting on the floor just feeling the weight of your body and then continue to take a few breaths from there as you start to continue to take the deep breaths begin to bring more oxygen into the body as you exhale have a sense of relaxation and relaxing more deeply you can notice your feet on the floor Notice the sensations of your feet touching the floor, the weight and the pressure, vibration, and even the heat. You can notice your legs against the chair, pressure, pulsing, heaviness, lightness. Notice your back, assuming you're sitting in the chair, so notice your back against the chair, bring your attention into your stomach area. If the stomach is tense or tight, let it soften. Take another breath. Notice your hands. Are your hands tense or are they tight? See if you can allow them to soften. Notice your arms. Feel any sensation in your arms. Let your shoulders be soft. Check in to see if there's any tension in the shoulders and release the tension. Notice your neck and your throat. Let them be soft and relax. Soften your jaw. Let your face and your facial muscles be soft. And notice your whole body present. Take one more breath. Be aware of your whole body as best as you can. Take a breath. And then when you're ready, open your eyes. So usually if I do this in a group setting, I'll wait for everyone to open their eyes because some people may need a little bit more time to come out of that relaxation space. And so afterwards we kind of sit and we, you know, most people are a lot calmer. They're like, wow, I don't even, I didn't realize that I was not even breathing (laughs) until I started breathing in that exercise. So um, from there, I usually ask uh, my patients in the group, or in one-on-one, like, what did you notice about your body? Was it tense? Was it not? And kind of see what their feedback is. So you shared with me off air that this was the first time that you would be engaging in, like, a guided meditation. So, Jr, tell me, like, what did you feel? What did you notice? You know, that whole thing.
0: I have no sensations in my hands none. I've I, I realized the sensation my hands are dead and I guess I was, I oh,
3: goodness.
0: From, from catching footballs all these years that's I,
3: I just realized the oh, sensation goodness. in my head. Well, I'm sure you have some type of sensation if you're you know driving and you have to grab onto the wheel and it's
0: crazy holding like on to
3: the I just felt so, I, like I felt <laughs>
0: nothing you know in my hands or like I I feel I mm-hmm. felt like it was nothing there. Like I have hands, but there's nothing. This, you know, the sense of feel is not in them. Like, like whoa. But it was relaxing. Oh,
2: okay, okay. So what else? What else
3: did
0: you know then? And I was able to allow myself a few minutes of freedom, not thinking about the next segment, the next <laughs> one transaction. <laughs> just, just me
3: and the world
0: not worrying about the next thing around the horizon, which is good for me. I, I I hustle so much that I need to decompress sometimes, and that's that's one of my weaknesses and flaws. I don't decompress enough. This could be something I need, I might need to replay over and over again. Do this for just just in general to get a few minutes of just chill time.
3: Right, right. I understand.
0: But overall, it's interesting.
3: That that's good. So usually with the body scan, um, we we can either be in a chair. Today I chose the chair, or if somebody was on the floor in a crisscross position. That's fine, or even lying. That's fine, too. Yeah, I was
4: in a chair, but, of, course.
3: Um, <laughs> I, I'm, of course you're in a chair. Um, but I like to see the dynamic of how different people respond to the body scan or the guided meditation because everyone has a different experience. And so to be able to have a dialogue about that, and to be able to kind of tune in to just be still, a lot of people are like, wow, I didn't even realize that I could be still or I still feel, you know, my mind racing, and, which is fine. Like I said, we, we, we're just observing. We're not – making judgments about what's going on it's just we're observing like you said your hands have a reduced sensation you know which which is just a statement right that's just just your observation we're not making judgments comments. so um so yeah so that's actually pretty
1: cool
0: yes indeed that's pretty yes, cool indeed well folks we got some more for you after the break with some meditation tips for you, we got some more dialogue for you next segment, so we're going to come back here hoping that your body scans, so save this segment save it to your phones your iPads your tablets, your iPods those still popular, I don't know but save it, and <laughs> come back to it, so we'll come back to you after
3: the break <laughs> we
0: Boss Man Show Health and Wellness saving with Dr. Burnett here with me on the Boss Man Show. Hope you enjoy that body scan. I hope you guys will use this use this nice demographic demo you got from Dr. Burnett today, and come back to it and use it in your spare time and your free time when you eat a moment, even whether you at your, at your work, with your spouse making you mad, your kids, dogs, and whatever it is that's ticking you off. Do this body <laughs> scan, and you know. Get yourself back on track a little bit. Just release it, and let it go. It's good for. To me, the Doctor Burnett, gonna be good for stress management, uh, releasing stress from people who are tense all the time. Because some people is wound too tight, if you ask me. So I need a little bit of unwinding. This could be a good little unwinding for them. And so we got a segment two for Doctor Burnett. I'm gonna break some stuff down for you, some tips. So here it's on you now. Talk to the people.
3: All right, so we are back from doing the body scan, uh, which I was talking to JR about, you know, what his experience is, and just encouraging him to know that every experience that you have with meditation and checking in with your body is going to be different, right, because your body is different from two minutes ago than it will be from two minutes from now, so, uh, you know, just, just tapping into that will be helpful to be able to reduce stress on a regular basis, lower blood pressure um, you can you know feel more clear in your body um, feel more clear in your mind and then also just be able to operate with a little bit more focus um, throughout the day So meditation really does have a lot of more benefits than, than really what I'm what I'm sharing especially integrating the breath work in there it works with your circulatory system which is the blood system and it's you know responsible for making sure that your nutrients, get to your muscle tissues and your ligaments and organs and all that good stuff. Um, and then of course with the oxygen and, uh, exchange. Uh, it's helpful to be able to get oxygen to your muscle tissues and especially in your brain. And so anyways, the second part of this segment, I'd like to dive into just some meditation techniques, um, to allow you to stick with it. Right. So we do meditation. We'll try a new yoga class. We'll try something that's new that we like, but we may or may not stick to it. So I wanna just give you some quick tips um to help you and encourage you to be able to uh continue meditation work and then from there you can just grow from it. So it's it's utilized on a regular basis so you're able to benefit really from meditation over a long term practice. So um I would encourage you first to stick to one kind of meditation most of the time, right? So you feel focused and you're practicing in that chosen technique. So when I say uh, choose one kind of meditation, you can do walking meditation, you can do breathing meditation, you can do mindfulness meditation. Like they have so many different types of meditation that you can do. But is just there a pick basketball one.
0: meditation or a football
3: basketball meditation? <laughs> I don't know. But there is a visual imagery meditation where you visualize different images so like if you're an athlete and you are meditating on you know making the goal or successful excuse me a successful path or what have you or you know winning the trophy or winning the ring or you know whatever the reward system is for you that is utilizing visual imagery meditation so it's it's it, it's in a, it's useful for that that category of sports I think so, oh, I um, so <laughs> the second one is if you absolutely can't stand the thought of meditating okay because some people just don't want to do it choose a different type of meditation so actually we just talked about that you can do um, different types of meditation that work best for you just for a change of pace but like I said um, as the first tip try to stick with the same meditation that works best for you. So that way you can perfect that practice. Uh, the third thing I'd like to share is put meditation in your schedule. Like it's an appointment. If it's an appointment with yourself, then you know, you should be able to keep that because you're the most important person in your life. So that's pretty self explanatory Uh, meditate at the same time or times each day. So you can get rhythm, uh, in your schedule. Okay. Uh, if possible, meditate on an empty stomach, before eating a meal or two hours after. Um, if you're eating like a light meal, it can just be one hour. But your body will be able to focus more easily if it's not busy digesting, right? So it takes a while for our bodies to kind of break down. There's a whole uh, process that happens with the digestive system. So that just allows your body to really focus on what we're doing at task at hand. Um, so that way, your body's not, like I said, busy digesting all the food that you just ate. Um, also, meditate at a high-energy time of the day rather than, you know, low-energy time. So if you're a morning person, meditate in the morning. If you're a night person, meditate at night. You'll lessen your chances of nodding off in the middle of the meditation because meditation is very relaxing. And um, and so you can find yourself kind of kind of nodding off. But you'll have better focus and concentration if you're picking a time Um, in your day that's high energy for you. Uh, Another one would be throughout the day, make a point to remember the feeling of meditation, right? So the whole purpose of us doing meditation is for relaxation, right? Stress reduction. And so if we're reminding ourselves of the feeling that we have after we meditate, we're much more likely to have a uh, reduced stress day um, or even experience. Um, throughout the day, if you want to, you can start meditating with a friend. Like we have workout buddies, we have, you know, basketball buddies, we buddies. That it. It. <laughs> exactly. So just find a buddy and meditate with them. Whether y'all meditate together at the same time or same place, or you meditate separately um, and then call each other about it and talk about it, um, that gives you encourage and medit- or uh, encourage and motivation um, to be able to continue. Right. So above all, really just keep practicing. Practice, 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 practice. Practice may not make it perfect because let's be honest, nobody's perfect. Although we'd like to believe that we're perfect. Um, but when you practice, practicing is what will eventually make those drastic and dramatic changes in your life, in your health, and also in, uh, mastering stress management techniques. So, um, those are my tips that I would give the audience. Um, Some of them may work for you, some of them may not work, and that's totally fine. But the idea really is to just find a quiet space to really just be still uh, with yourself. And so if you're able to do that, then you're better able to um, be more focused and um, concentrate a lot better. Throughout the day, that's huge. That's really huge, huge, huge. So, uh, what's your feedback, Jr.? What is your feedback? Your whole experience—you just did body scan, and you know, worked through all of that—and so, tell me, tell me what your thoughts are.
0: My thoughts: are I need to do this more often. Like, I need to, uh, you know, I need to do this more often. This is a good exercise for me and and my people in the studio with me they're doing it they're doing it too and some of them are looking at me like this this is different like yes it's different it's different uh you know i need to expand my horizon on how i decompress which i use basketball and tennis for that i just need to uh and golf to a degree i'm terrible at golf but still but i do i just in basketball i'm good that's why i do them to decompress but this is no way to do it mm-hmm. without having to be so competitive because I, I try to decompress I get, I get competitive again i try to win which is this the purpose of right. to decompress because <laughs> i'm very competitive
3: that's true. so it's like that's true
0: there are people out here like me or hustlers who are competitive like I am and just have just driven who need to who need these exercises to help us not go crazy. Now the thing, a good thing for me is having a psychology background is that I know when to when I'm hitting to a bad level to, to dial down a bit. That I'm aware of it, which okay. is good. A lot of people are aware of it. I know when I'm getting to a level I need to like, hey I need to chill. You know, <laughs> it's starting to bubble That's and boom. Cool. So. Meditation's good. Uh, I wish I had done more, cause I don't lie to you. When I was playing ball, I used to blow off our um, uh, health and wellness, you know, consultants. I don't need this. I just wanna go ahead and catch football, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not just up here tell you. I used to blow them off, you know. So, you know, it's getting being older in my thirties, needing to find new ways to engage in healthy living. You know, knowing my family history, what it is, for what's what's caused issues in my family. I need to do better about certain things. So this is a good, you know, extra step to add to that process. And I think our listeners should do the same thing as well and just uh, take these tips, take these exercises and try to, Put them to use because this is really for you guys. Health and wellness is helping you guys. It you know, was we'll take, take a break to sports for a while here to talk about health and wellness to help people. Because you know I mean, it's it's a very uh, integral part of our lives. That's what, that's what keeps us living. Exactly. Health and wellness, you know, that's what's what, what the basis of us being alive is our health, not wellness. So we to take it, take it more seriously rather than blow it off like I did in my twenties when I was playing ball. And usually, what I find, JR, is with my patients, especially my older
3: patients that are considered seniors. They say that now exactly what you said. I wish I would have tapped into doing more flexibility training, stretch training, um, and more relaxation techniques in my younger days. And so that I wouldn't be, I wouldn't feel so broken down now that I'm recovering from past injuries or things that I ignored or um, just not rehabbing the proper proper way or not rehabbing the proper length of time before return to play. And so it's just an interesting dynamic because now our culture, I mean, we've been into it, but now it's this trend of stress management because stress isn't going to go away, right? There's good stress and there's bad stress, right? The, the stress of working out and lifting weights, playing ball, that type of stress is good stress, right? So you're releasing endorphins and endorphins make you happy. But there's other types of hormones that are uh, being released and neurotransmitters that are being released in order to um, promote a healthy, healthier lifestyle, healthier mind. But then you have what is usually part of the conversation when you think of stress management are those negative thoughts. You've got this high-stress job or high-stress life, high-stress um, you know, environment that you're in that you may or may not be able to control or manage and so then we have to kind of look inward and say okay if I can't change the situation how can I change how I respond how my perspective is in the situation and so I think it's pretty awesome to be able to have this type of platform to just orientate someone who's never done meditation before never have done um, some type of uh, visual imagery that would allow them to either perform better or to become more relaxed when they're stressed out. So it's, even though, no, it's, it's not really common, I think, in um, the sports industry as far as meditation, it's kind of like, oh, that's, you know, for tree huggers or, you know, for people that are kind of hippie. But really, it is huge to be able to understand, one, the benefits of it, and then also understand it doesn't have to be Fireworks. It can just be one minute, like I said, another segment. It can be one minute. It can be three minutes, and guided, or just sitting and being still. You know, so you can make it diverse for yourself, um, so that way it fits with your lifestyle and, and with your personality.
0: Yes, indeed. Well, folks, you've got your healthy wellness for this week. I hope you all enjoyed <laughs> these two segments because we're off next week. So we gave you two this week because we're off next week. So two this week, no next week. So enjoy, JC. Bone and Jay Monique give you their health tips. That only, only God knows what they're going to be. <laughs> but I hope you enjoy these. Wow, we're doing it. so folks, thank you, Doctor I'll see you out at the courts. You have a great weekend. <laughs> I'll see y'all. Right. This okay?
3: All right.
4: Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President, and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consulting, Focusing on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach T. Will 24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams 24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you.